and welcome to Fact Smacks, the podcast good enough to get you a C. Minus. My name is Matt, and I've got a story to tell you. And my name's Kev. I have a story to interrupt. Well, Kevin. Matthew. How are we... How are we going to begin the podcast today? <laughs> For the third time? <laughs> yes. <laughs> We've had a little bit of a, a giggle fest here, so we had to start over. Um, are we going to start with Fact Schmacks? Sure. Let's yeah. do it. All right. I'm so excited. Three facts and a schmacked. Or no, two facts and a schmacked. You know how this game works. Oh, right? God. I don't know what I know anymore. All right. <laughs> <clears throat> So it's the holidays. Oh boy. You all ready for Christmas? Uh mostly. Okay. I right. really should be. So all those Christmas parties you're not gonna be able to go to? You're probably gonna want something interesting yeah. to say when you strike up a conversation with a stranger. For sure. You yes. probably want to know some very interesting Christmas facts to break the ice. I bet you do. I bet you do. <laughs> Nothing like a little Christmas fact to break the ice. Oh, yeah. All right. Fact or schmacked, Matt. Okay. December 16th, 1965. We don't exist. Mm -hmm. The Gemini no. 6 exists, and it's flying overhead. Yep. And it okay. plays the first Christmas song in space, which is Jingle Bells. Fact or schmacked. Huh. Huh. I know that they used they were able to make a play a song on Mars using the Mars rover. Um Could you play a song in space though? There's no medium for it to travel through. Well, I mean, you're yeah, it's like, like it's in high the capsule, atmosphere. I mean. Oh, in oh, okay. Like you're in Gemini 6. You know Gemini 6, kind of in between Mercury oh, and Apollo. Oh, sorry, that's a capsule, not a Yeah, not Yeah, a, yeah, sorry. Yeah. I thought that was a satellite. Okay, never mind. Well, technically... So they played Christmas music on board? Sure, but it was the first Christmas music played, and it was Jingle Bells. Or was it? Okay. Hmm. All right. Hmm. Maybe. <laughs> I'm very suspect about that one, but let's go. All right. <laughs> Fact or schmacked. The image uh -huh. of Santa on a sleigh was introduced around 1819 by a fella named Washington Irving. This fella also popularized an old English uh, like legend, like this lore of a headless horseman by writing a story named The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Hmm. So the guy who made the headless horseman hmm. also made the first image of Santa flying on a sleigh. Huh. Fact or schmacked. It's it's gonna become increasingly apparent as this episode goes on that I really should know this, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fact or schmacked. Uh, but, yeah, let's Santa keep going. <clears throat> was originally not, you know, Christmas guy. He was originally a pagan like god or like deity. Um, of the gift of fertility, and it was celebrated during the pagan winter solstice. That's kind of the origin of where Santa came from. Mm. Hmm. That one, my friend. <laughs> 
That one I've got a real issue with. <laughs> <laughs> that one, um, like, according to who is that the basis <laughs> for Santa Claus? Well, I can't tell you where I get my notes for these. <laughs> I can't reveal my sources on everything. Um, because, you know, Santa Claus, there, there was a St. Nicholas, obviously. Yeah, that's, uh, which is where, um, you know, that's where St. Nicholas, uh, there was a, a holiday based around him that was celebrated by Dutch people. And, uh, he, 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 St. Nicholas morphed into this Sinterklaas, which then became Santa Claus. But are you defining this as like, well, there was this pagan thing celebrated around the solstice involving the giving of gifts. That was named Um, Santa. S-A-N-A. That was named Santa. Santa, uh, <laughs> then no, I do not. Be- I do not believe that is true. I think you made that up. <laughs> so that's your guess, huh? That's my guess. Is you made that up. <laughs> that was my gift to you. It was a nice, easy one this week. <laughs> God damn, yeah. I, um, you know, it's really hard to look up Christmas facts that are kind of, you know, fun. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like Christmas is kind of just like, I don't know. It's Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's, 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 yeah. So, um, my musing for today oh, is going to be about music. Um, to give you a little bit of a background, I'm a bit of a, bit of a bit of musician myself. I've been playing music for, you know, since I was about 13, I've, I've been in bands. I've, I've done a few things and recorded a few things. Uh, without getting specific here. Um, and there's this video on the internet that I saw. I'm just seriously doing a response video to like a 12-year-old uh, internet video or response. But it's it's by this thing, uh, Axis of Awesome, uh, I think is their, their name. And they do this video called Four Chords. And it's just about how there are a lot of pop songs out there essentially that use the same four chord progression. Um, like GCD or eight, you know. Well, it's not necessarily because they would be. In, they're all in different keys. It's it's more the you know when you talk about the uh, progression in terms of like a one four five or in this case it, it's like a one five six uh, uh, th- four. Um, but if you want to know what progression it is, um, think um, when I come around by Green Day. Obviously, you're, you 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 play guitar, you know that progression. Mm-hmm or you know what those power chords look like. Anything that follows that structure is that progression. And they go through about, I don't know, three dozen pop songs that all at one point or another in the song employ that progression. And it's really, it's it's a really neat video. I think like they're, they're super duper talented um, and it's very funny and, and um, you know, but I think people come away with it with maybe the wrong idea that that's something that would be like, odd whereas you know if you think about it not to get too much into musical theory but you know most people are writing pop music with within a key or within like two keys like they could change keys some people will put some outside chords or do some really fun stuff but your average song is written to a key Um, a key has seven notes in it 
Uh, you talk about the you know traditional major scale do re mi fa so la ti do. Uh, there's eight notes there, but there's two dos, right? So you have seven unique notes. Each one of those notes has a chord. Right. The, yeah. The, the the second do would be the octave. Each one of those notes has a chord that would naturally fall into that scale. If we took the G major scale, for example, you know you'd have G major, you have A minor, you have B minor, C major, D major, E minor. But then when you get to F sharp, the the fifth of what any F sharp chord would be, the fifth is a very important note in a chord. Um, if you don't have the fifth or if you have to substitute the fifth with like a, a flat five or something, it's going to sound very sinister. It's just not going to sound nice. The fifth isn't in the natural key. It's the only core, um, root note where the fifth isn't in the key that you're that you're playing in. So what this means is that in any key, you functionally wind up with six chords. And if you're going to make a four-chord pattern, there's frankly only so many of them that sound good. Um, chords aren't really anything that people should get hung up on, but it is, you know, because of the way that, like, rock and roll is constructed where the rhythm is really, like, you know, present, um, people ascribe more to that than maybe they should. You know, if you're listening to um, the Jurassic Park theme, you're not thinking about how it's, you know, two chords behind the, the big melody. Uh, you know, you're just listening to the to the melody and and the chords are so spread out within the orchestra that you're not really paying attention to it. Whereas a rock band, you know, the chords are like really front and center to the, to the experience. Um, I guess what I'm saying is that that isn't anything special. Like the entire genre of blues uses the same chord progression. A lot of jazz uses the same chord progressions. They just do it in a lot of fancier ways. It's, uh, it's not as big a deal as you, as you would think, you know, every building has, uh, a steel structure. Every song has chord progressions in it. You know, there's a lot of chord progression shared between different songs. Uh, it's really not that big a deal. Well, when you it's, get down to it with so, music, you have 12 notes in music and infinite yeah. possibilities. I mean, think of how much music there is, and, and it, it always is going to overlap. Well, a 12, bit. 12 notes in, in Western music because other, uh, like Middle Eastern music, it's microtonal. So they have, uh, they have like, we have semitones, they have quarter tones. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, which is really cool. Like if you listen to, to Middle Eastern singers, it's, uh, it's amazing. Uh, the way they can, you know, they make those micro shifts in their, <laughs> in their voice, the way that we, you know, we wouldn't train, you train that out of your voice, I guess it'd be a better way of, or better way of looking at that. I don't know. Huh. Uh, <laughs> Adam, who I'm sure I'll hear about this from Adam who, uh, who produces our podcast? But, uh, <laughs> he's like, which, by the way, if you've noticed monitor, that he's like, God damn it, you're wrong. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah, he's just got his head in his hands right now. Uh, if you are noticed that we sound a little bit more consistent, maybe uh, it's because we've got somebody who's helping us out on the back end in terms of the audio. So I'm, that's uh, big, big props to Adam. That's that's really helping us out. Yeah, thanks, Adam. I need all the help I can get. Speaking of big new things, <laughs> oh, yeah. what else is uh, is happening? We have a Patreon. Because, you know, we're trying to grow this uh, little podcast ours and a Patreon, a Patreon. Yeah. So we've got, uh, you know, uh, we're going to be rolling that out in the new year. Um, so kind of touch on this. We're going to kind of wrap up our first season here at the end of the year. And we're going to kind of roll some a couple changes out in the new year. Like uh, we're hoping to have a couple like guests come on. Um, maybe have a little bit of extra content, some bonus content in there for anybody who does want to support the show. Bonus content? 
bonus content, you know, a little early content, exclusive stuff, maybe some chats with your favorite hosts. I don't know. Oh. But we also have our top tier membership at the low, low price of $20 a month, which would greatly support us. You get merch every three months. Kind of cool. That's kind of cool. It's not bad. I mean, I was like when I was setting it up, I didn't know that was a thing. So I've never really, I didn't really explore Patreon ever. And I was like, uh, it's like, whoa, we can just give people stuff. That's great. So we set it up and yeah, so there's some merch and whatnot. If you want to check it out, uh, you know, we definitely appreciate any help we can get. And yeah, that's the thing now. So that's going to be at patreon.com. <laughs> Let me look this up because. Uh, Patreon.com <laughs> forward slash facts schmacks. So F A C T S S C H M A C T S. I love the name we picked, but it, I wish there's it was a lot easy of S's in there, eh? <laughs> there's <laughs> yeah. so many S's in there. <laughs> and then I always forget, like, uh, yeah. did I pluralize it or did I not? Because <laughs> sometimes we do and sometimes we don't. <laughs> we'll get a little like more that. consistent about that. <laughs> We're very, very serious, I swear. Yes, we got the Patreon and then, of course, the uh, Facebook and Twitter. Sorry. That's my spiel. And please also just continue to listen. Yeah, just listen. This is a labor of love. We're not looking to get rich or anything here. Yeah. Uh, Do we have any, do you have any corrections? Oh. Do you have any uh, any 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 facts uh, FSQA here? Do you have any? any uh, you know what? Corrections? I, no, I don't. I don't have anything really that crossed my I've mind. I've got two. What did we even talk about last I do week? Have t- <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've got I've got two um, uh, two corrections. First of all, I gave the wrong date for when the for the one cruise ship uh, or the the Venezuelan naval ship ran into the the cruise ship there. It happened on I think November thirtieth, and I said December. Um, third, uh, I just, yeah, I, I, pull, I, the newspaper article that I was reading or the CNN article that I was reading didn't provide a date. So I just assumed it happened on that day that the okay. article was published and that was incorrect. Uh, so clear the air there. The other thing is, um, I, uh, at, I went and did a little, little digging on Swastika, Ontario, and I did find <laughs> out that it is. It is not, well, it is named after the swastika, but it was named after uh, a mind there. Um, so very specifically, like the Buddhist swastika for good fortune. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. I told you there it wasn't I was, the German thing. You, well, you, you know. You silly guy, you. I know. <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes. But, hey, listen, but we like to we like to correct our, our mistakes here. This is supposed to be thin, not wrong. <laughs> yeah. Right? Fair enough. <laughs> Um, uh, so funny that your, uh, your facts max here were centered Awful. around the origin <laughs> of, of Santa Claus, uh, because today we're going to be talking about St. Nicholas. Uh, oh, who was the, oh uh, that's how you knew <laughs> you did yeah. all that research on him. I actually God had damn it for a reason. <laughs> so we're going to be talking about St. Nicholas to give it a bit of a disclaimer here. Um, I'm not a religious person, um, so I'm n- I'm not going to, to. I'm also not going to try to be insensitive. I'm not a a 
uh, weirdo, not religious person. I'm just a <laughs> whoa, live and let live, whoa, whoa. <laughs> not religious person. Uh, so the <clears throat> other thing is, um, you know, St. Nicholas is, you know, there there is certainly some history that's known about the guy, um, but then most of it is is mythological uh, in nature, and we're just we're really going to be leaning into that part of it because it's it's the most interesting part of it, frankly. Um, so we're just going full hog on on this. Uh, I think you will see that that never you know, go a lot of this maybe didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, you know, or or you can come to your own conclusions about that. But certainly, we're not trying to be insensitive about anybody's religion. Um, but old Saint Nicholas was Jolly born. Old Saint uh, Nick. In, yeah, was born into the Roman Empire uh, in what is modern day Turkey. Uh, he was of Greek descent, and he's born. I wonder if that's now, why we have turkey for Christmas. Uh, dun, dun, dun. I don't think so. I think we have turkey for Christmas <laughs> because it's it delicious. Has anything to do with it? Um, yeah, it's it's yeah. Uh, so. What do you think his birthday is? Father of Christmas? His birthday would be? Oh, December 25th? No, March 15th, <sighs> dummy. Well, I knew that. I just, I thought you were looking for December 25th. <laughs> well, I was, obviously. <laughs> and then I was going to call you a dummy. <laughs> you know what's funny is, so in, he, my, in my researching, sorry, uh, in my researching, yeah. I found out that, and I, I think I knew this kind of, was that uh, December 25th was not Jesus's birthday. They say Jesus no. may have been born in the, uh, oh God, Siri, stop listening to me. Sorry. My computer was just starting to type out everything I said. Um, was not born <laughs> on Christmas, but probably in the spring. But the uh, the Pope back in the day made Christmas to kind of cath- uh, Catholicize, if that's a word, a pagan Pagans. holiday. Yeah, which, I mean, yeah. you know that, I know that. Eh, somebody doesn't know that. It's kind of neat. It's kind of it is kind of funny, like it, and that's something that happened in the Roman Empire specifically. It's like it. it uh, Constantine was the, I believe, the emperor sw- switched the Romans uh, to um, Catholicism. Um, the Romans spent hundreds of years trying to beat Christianity out of Christians uh, by any means they could, and then it turned out that it was pretty easy to get all the pagans to convert to Christianity just by kind of keeping the same holidays. <laughs> <laughs> like they didn't want to change their banking holidays. So they're like, uh, yeah, it's, uh, Christmas yeah, now. They, yeah. It's, you know, cause I mean, yeah, there was, you know, Easter falls around the, you know, summer or the spring solstice. Uh, they kind of, there's a lot of holidays around the solstices. That's all I'm saying. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. Anyways, he becomes a bishop in the uh, the early church there. Now, supposedly, he was at the Council of Nicaea. Do you know what happened at the Council of Nicaea? It's thrilling. Uh, no, no idea. I was trying to make a joke. It's kind of a funny name. No, it is. Well, an even funnier name. They were solving the Arian controversy. Do you know what the Aryan controversy was? <laughs> There's a it couple of actually, those in history. Yeah, it has nothing to do with the other one. Uh, the, <laughs> there was Aryan. Um, 
or I've, I'm, I don't think that was actually the guy's name. It was something related to Arian. It was like Arianitis, or I don't know. It might have even been Arian. But he was a, 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 a early uh, church guy, church theologian guy, uh, and he thought, get this, that God existed first, then he made Jesus. So like Jesus was like subservient to God, but the Trinitarians believed that God and Jesus were the same thing. Like, so this is actually a really fierce debate. It's like the in whole the uh, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit thing. Is that's the Trinity, right? Exactly. I remember that. I went to a Catholic school, um, right? So I know, and and bit. so 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 based on that, having done that, I think you can probably um, guess which way the you know the the wind eventually blew on. Yeah, that but the the whole story is particular like, question. The whole story was like. Jesus was God's kid. So like, yeah, have you ever been subservient to but your he's parents? But he's also... Like, do some chores, maybe wash some dishes and stuff. Listen, you are <laughs> you are sounding a lot like an Aryan right now. I'm going to tell you. <laughs> so supposedly... He's a good son, that's all I'm saying. Supposedly, St. Nicholas was at this Council of Nicaea where they are um, debating this topic. They're going to hash it out, figure out once and for all what's going on. And he becomes so, uh, so incensed by, um, an Arian might've even been Arius, uh, himself, um, speaking that he went up to him and sucked him in the nose. Uh, so yeah. And supposedly he was defrocked and he got sent to jail for doing that. He got put in a Roman jail there. But while he was in jail, you'll never guess what happened. The ghosts of Jesus and Mary showed up oh, no and kidding. they refrocked him. They, they frocked they him re- right okay. up. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So they gave him his vestments back. So, you know, his jailers come back and he's back in his holy clothes and he's got this story about how uh, he he was visited by the ghosts of Jesus and Mary who who refrocked him, um, and and that was enough to get him let out of jail. I guess it was considered a miracle. Uh, he got it's refrocked. Like Emperor's new groove. Like kind of got, got or, some or, new dudes, and he's they're like, hey, where'd you get the new duds? And he's like, Jesus and I Mary, think, you're good yeah. to go, man. Good to go. Wow. Good to go. Well, got yeah, got new got your clothes back somehow. Good to go. Um, something else that supposedly happens while he's you know bishoping around after this incident is he goes into a butcher shop, and the butcher has a a vat or like a not a vat like a big barrel full of uh, like like pickling agent you know like vinegar and. Okay. Dill or whatever. Is it is it vinegar that you pickle things in? Uh, Have you ever pickled anything? No, man. No, but I've eaten a lot of pickles. I've never pickled anything. I've been pickled. (laughs) Been pickled many times, but I've never done the pickling. I mean, there's. uh, (laughs) Let's just move on before this becomes a lot of pickle jokes. Yeah. So, anyways, there's a big vat of or big barrel of something pickling in this butcher shop. And uh, old Saint Nick uh, walks in to the to the butcher shop, and he knows something's going on with this barrel of of something that's pickling. You know, there's a food shortage going on. What do you got pickling in there? And the uh, butcher says, "Oh, just some 
some ham. It's not ready yet, but I got some ham. But uh, St. Nick's got, got um, you know, St. Power or something. Uh, <laughs> sees right through it. And in fact, you know what he knows is in, is in that pickled barrel? No. Dead children. What? I bet you didn't think that there was dead kids coming in the story of old St. Nick, but there sure was. (laughs) Oh, God. Back to form. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I knew our happy stories wouldn't last forever. There was apparently the dead bodies of three children that he had killed and was going to cut up and pass off his ham. Jesus. And he resurrected those pickled kids. And he had them, I don't know. It wasn't a long-term resurrection. These things never are, right? I think he just resurrected them so that they could tell him that, that, you know, it was... Dude, could you, like, imagine that this was turned into a movie... Okay, so yeah. like Nicolas Cage is Saint Nick, guaranteed. Oh, yeah. This would be this is a hundred percent a Nicolas Cage movie, hundred percent. Yeah, and he's just like, <laughs> okay, I know what's in that. I know what's in that vat there, sir. And then this kid comes up and it's just like he's like he's like pickled Rick from Mor- Rick and Morty. <laughs> <laughs> he pickled me. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. So that's oh. um, that. I think that's the reason that he's the patron saint of children. But wh- why is he associated with giving gifts? Well, that comes from another incident where he had this neighbor. You see, he was supposedly famous for being very generous, but he had this neighbor. You see, who had these three daughters, and it was a real problem because he didn't have uh, money. To, to marry his daughters off. Back in that day and age, he needed to provide a good dowry to uh, to marry your daughters <laughs> off, and he just didn't have it. Uh, when, I went, when I went to ask uh, my fiance's dad, I was like, yeah, you know, can I can I marry your daughter? He's of course. I was like, all right, let's talk about the dowry now, sir. <laughs> There's no dowry anymore. <laughs> no, there certainly is not. There is just... You're lucky. <laughs> yeah. That's it. You That's all you get. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God Probably damn. Need a little, little drink there. So, yeah, yeah. He had this guy. It's, you know, sort of like I don't have money to send my kids to college. He didn't have money to marry his daughters off. They were going to end up as as spinsters, I guess, uh, as a result. They um, have a lot of cats. So, mm-hmm. So, and it's hard to support all those cats. That's just going to be a further financial drain. Absolutely. Um, so, so supposedly St. Nicholas late, late one evening went up to their window and just tossed a bag of coins enough for a, for a solid dowry for the oldest daughter. And supposedly it landed in a shoe. And so the got the guy was able to, to marry his daughter off. And supposedly St. Nicholas repeated this for the next two daughters really helped this guy out of a jam. And for well, that what was he doing reason, he was God, tossing coins. I don't know, man. Like making it wow, rain. Yeah, you know what? Now that <laughs> I think about rain, this. He's like, there's some- all right. <laughs> <laughs> what a that generous is offensive, but <laughs> It's highly offensive. But now that I think about that, there's definitely an alternate reading of that story. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's at the perv rail. <laughs> perv valley. <laughs> what can I get for a shekel? Uh, I'm getting a lump of coal this year now. Yeah, you sure are. <laughs> uh, but that's why uh, there was a, a St. Nicholas Day tradition of putting your shoes out in hopes of getting money in them, I think. Oh, man, that sounds like, like a pretty, like, Dutch thing. Was that a Dutch thing? Did that tie to the wooden Funny shoes? Funny you mentioned that. <laughs> <laughs> man, let's go. So he does, you know, St. Nicky died at some point uh, of something. Who knows? These people die. Uh, he's made a saint. Um, his body's in Turkey, and as the Roman Empire is kind of falling apart, the Holy Roman Empire is falling apart, um, the Italians are worried that they're not going to have access to this body, so Italian pirates stole the body, and then it got, like, broken up into a million pieces, and apparently there's pieces of it, like, all over the world. Saint there's little pieces of St. Nicholas. Yeah, Dude, everywhere. That's so dark. It's a little morbid. Do you think they picked yeah, it? Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. Well, no, because by the time they got him, he's, he's just bones, right? They're taking him in like 11, you know, taking him like 800 years later. They oh, just bones. Okay. Yeah, they just taking bones at that point. It's so weird to think of how long that would have been. Unless he was pickled first. Right? Yeah, if he was pickled upon, mm, you're maybe on to something here. Anyways. Further research um, is required. Further research is required. <laughs> Actually, yes, you are. <laughs> You are absolutely correct that Dutch people, uh, in particular, the, the, the tradition, the, the St. Nicholas Day tradition kind of died out in a lot of the world, but Dutch people still did it. And they brought it um, to from, from uh, you know, uh, Deutschland, or not Deutschland there, uh, from uh, uh, oh. Netherlands there, uh, to New Amsterdam, which was Geography their is not new your colony. And as we all know from They Might Be Giants... That old New York was once New Amsterdam. Uh, so, yeah, they, they Dutch people brought it to New York. Um, it kind of, yeah, molded into this myth of this Sinterklaas who who would start leaving gifts. Okay. Um, you know, as you um, as you very helpfully pointed out the uh, in the earlier episode, you know, the idea of Sinterklaas, which became Santa Claus, um, having a sled that was, you know, introduced in the 1800s. Um, the uh, Twas the Night Before Christmas introduced the idea that Santa had reindeer. Or no, someone introduced one reindeer before that. Then it became eight reindeer and the portly belly. Um, yeah, then there was the, you know, ad campaign by Coca-Cola. The tournament really, like, like the red suit kind of Santa. Yeah, that, that really... I think like that image of him was kind of out there, but it really like cemented it as being okay. Because I want to go back uh, a couple seconds here to Sinterklaas. Can we talk about how badass yeah. name that is? That's like a boss you would fight in a dungeon level. Sinterklaas. Yes, I know. I, I just picture Krampus. You ever watch Krampus the movie? Yes, absolutely. I have and I should, dude. It's so. I really bad. should. It's one of my favorite Christmas movies. It's I up love, there with Bad Santa. Bad Santa was really good. Oh, I love so uh, good. scary movies, but my wife does not at all. So oh, I but don't watch Krampus movies without her it's because not scary. I generally don't watch movies anyways. Yeah. But yeah, but Sinterklaas, I just picture like this like creepy old, like big, gross thing with big claws and covered in hair. 
Yeah. 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 Something real. Real gnarly. Badass, man. Badass. Sinterclaws could be a demon core band, too. (laughs) (laughs) Full circle. (laughs) Yeah, that's what they call it. (laughs) That would be like the name of their album. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Sinterclaws. Cole. So that's the story of uh, Old St. Nick, huh? That's the story of Old St. Nick, yep. Wow, it's so dark that's and it. depressing. Well, that's, I mean, yeah, that's obviously, uh, you know, pretty sure he didn't re- resurrect any pickled kids. You know, that's just oh. my read on it. But you, you, you everyone's, know? at the end of the day, everyone's just trying to get to sleep at night, you know? Yeah. Man, you know what I kind of wonder sometimes with these, like, uh, these old tales and stuff? Is one like, okay, and I'm just playing kind of like the uh, pragmatic kind of atheist kind of guy here. Like, it was probably just a story, maybe like a legend, whatever. But like, back in the day, if you were half decent at like sleight of hand or any form of trickery, man. Yeah. You would have just been For sure. like, you would have just been running the world. Right. <laughs> yeah. You pull a corner um, from behind someone's ear and they're like, oh, oh, my Lord. Like, oh, oh. <laughs> like they would never have seen anything <laughs> like that or even thought something like that was possible. Yeah. At some point, there was like the first guy who told a lie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what like, I'm saying. Like, sweet. Or like maybe maybe when he was in that prison defrocked, he just like found a pair of clothes and was like, oh, fuck, I don't know. I'll just try to tell him this. See what happens. Comes or out maybe, like, you know, he had whoa. a supporter that, that fed him some clothes, if it even happened. Because the thing about the... All right, so if you want to get into, like, the historical part of it, um, th- this is a really great example of the juiciest parts of this story were written a hundred years after this guy died. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, They're all the... They, all of the contemporary accounts don't have him even at the Council of Nicaea. And it, the story was originally that he slapped the guy and it was just, you know, some Aryan. And then it became, it was, the you know, the guy himself and he socked him right in the mouth. Um, you know, so he might not have even been at the Council of Nicaea. It's, it's very possible that he might have been caught up in the Christian persecutions, you know, before the empire um, converted. So, like, he probably was in jail at some point. Yeah. But, you know... <laughs> The, the history isn't that interesting because the, the contemporary accounts aren't that interesting. It's sort of like, um, you know, the Roswell uh, incident. You know, oh, there's yeah, a, we gotta talk about that. There's someday. the initial. Yeah. Oh, we totally are gonna talk I, about that someday. Dude, but like, listen, you know that you know that poster in Mulder's office. Yeah, yeah. I want to believe. Oh, I'm That's gonna me, bomb man. you out, man. That's me. No, you're not. <laughs> so like, just. No, you're not. Just I will very fight broadly, tooth and nail. Very broadly, like the story happens, you know, the the original story gets reported, UFO crashes, and then quickly corrected to, yeah, it's, it was a weather b- balloon yeah. that crashed. It was a uh, weather then, balloon. In air quotes. And then nobody says a nobody says a goddamn thing about it for thirty years. It wasn't until the seventies where some sci-fi or some you know paranormal. Uh, um, author just did, you know, or it was like the National Enquirer or something dug up this old report and just decided to make something of it. And now that's like between that and, the, and Betty and Barney Hill, which is another story that 
you know, it's like 15 years later, the story's getting told very the, differently the Trav, than it was. The Travis, <clears throat> the, uh, Travis Bickle. Travis what? Travis Bickle, I think. No, Travis Bickle's a hockey You player. got Bickle's on your uh, brain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the um, fire in the sky guy. Yeah, the fire in the sky guy. But then, like, mm-hmm. all the new stuff out with it. Listen, we're going to talk about aliens very soon, okay? Maybe not this episode. This could get to be, to be a long oh, episode. The, okay, so, the, yeah, the new stuff with the... The gimbal the, the and, the, and the Tic Tac and the go fast. Listen, listen dude, if... If, <clears throat> David if I Fravor, was running a trillion, David Fravor is a fucking. We trust this man to fly jets. Like this guy flew on nine eleven, right? He, you trust him with a nuclear weapon to go bomb somebody. This guy tells you he sees he sees something really crazy in the sky. I believe that guy. I don't believe everybody who says they see an F UFO. Like this is like the one percent where you go like, that guy said he saw something. That's crazy. I I believe a thousand percent he saw something that he didn't understand what it was, but like, yeah, that happens all the time. Right? Just because he's a pilot doesn't mean he's an expert in absolutely every every uh, aerial uh, <sighs> phenomenon or optical effect that can happen at that. So the, the other thing I would say about those videos uh, is the Pentagon obviously isn't going to come out and say, yes, our trillion dollar defense system uh gets confused by stationary balloons and pl- planes flying in the other direction. They're much more likely to say, oh, yes, this might be a threat and please give us more money. Right? Doesn't yeah. make any sense that they would come out and say, Dude, there's too, yeah, there's actually, too this is much just, uh, out there for us to this be is alone. just our really, ex- this, <laughs> we're going to go down ex- a rabbit hole here. <laughs> yeah, we got to do this later. This That'll be a good episode. This stuff's too far away. Yeah. Nothing can go no. speed of light. No, it, warp speed, dude. Didn't you watch Star Trek? You gotta like jump in a wormhole <laughs> or something. <laughs> Just because we don't know about it we doesn't mean it doesn't idea. exist. We have this idea that because we conquered an ocean, we can conquer space and like, no, man, things are just too far out. But that's that is something something I'd like to get into is is yeah, because I'm uh I I'm a um we're probably alone in the galaxy, or at least we're one of like one or two intelligent civilizations that are what? probably very, very far apart and unlikely to ever I want to say that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard you say. Yeah. Really? And all those stars and all those galaxies Uh and all those planets, you think we are one of the only things? Dude. Intelligent. Oh, man, we're dumb. One of the only things like capable of like launching something off of uh, off of our own planet onto another. Dude, we're monkeys with shoes. Mm Mm-hmm. I think, but but I think the the assumption I think that a lot of people make is that there must be something out there that's so much more advanced. But you know, compared to like the age of our galaxy, compared to where it's going to be, first of all, we're very very young in the age of our galaxy. Uh, we're very very um, the the early time in the universe was a lot more volatile, so it's a lot harder for something to exist back then. The window for something. <laughs> so the window for for another species to have a head start on us, at least in this galaxy, is not maybe as as big as people think. Um, and the distances involved are just so so astronomically, um, quite literally astronomically far apart. I totally believe there's bacteria and and 
crustaceans. There's probably crabs all over the universe, considering things on on Earth keep evolving into crabs. But I just, in terms of like intelligence, I think there's a lot that has to happen to get from, you know, from here to there. What if it's super intelligent? Intelligence crabs? isn't That's something that horrifying. evolution selects for. Intelligence is 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 something that we, you know, locked into. Anyways, well, that is quite a tangent we've gone off on the end <laughs> yeah, here. That's like half the episode. <laughs> from, from St. Nicholas. We will have to do an episode on that. Uh, uh, but yeah, yeah like I, sure. I am firmly a, a we're early. Uh, and I feel like we're an early civilization. I, and you know, there's that a mounting. Put it that way. I don't hate that. like I'm not like, oh, that sounds absurd. Like that's a very logical thing to say. Uh, I just mm-hmm. want to believe so. I reject that reality and <laughs> substitute the idea I, that we're not alone and we're being visited. They might even I'm be a space here. travel pessimist. I just don't think we're ever going to get out of our solar system, frankly. Uh, dude. Yeah, I couldn't really see it, but all right. So let's just wrap this up with a nice little bow and put it under the tree for our listeners. As of our, of our very schizophrenic episode. <laughs> dude. <laughs> uh, it's like the best, worst episodes. <laughs> that's another thing that, that Adam is going to be just like head in hands as he's listening to me because I know he very much doesn't feel the same way about that. Oh, about the alone in the universe thing? That's yeah, good. not alone we'll, in the universe. That's ridiculous. Maybe we'll have but, him on uh, for that episode. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right. Kev's closing fact. I know this is what yes. everybody's here to hear. Um, yeah. So, you know, Christmas and everything. Uh, what kind of, what kind of treats do you like for Christmas? What's your go-to Christmas? Like, oh, grandma showed up and she brought me blank. What is it? I've, I've got a sick, absolutely sick craving this time of year for jelly beans, but not like the fancy kind, the very, very old fashioned, like almost styrofoamy jelly beans (laughs) or Toblerone bars. Okay. I love Toblerone bars. Yeah. Uh, my buddy, uh, he's got a thing for eggnog. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. My thing this year, uh, Sid's made a bunch of um, uh, Rice Krispie squares that <laughs> we're supposed to give out for, for Christmas, you know, to people. But then we just end up crushing yeah. them. So um, yeah. anyhow, in my research. The Rice Krispie squares are hard to make. What's that? They're hard to make. Dude, they're so easy to make. It's not, it's insane. Like she's like, she'll go in the kitchen and 10 minutes later comes out and it's like, I made Rice Krispie squares. And I'm like, I fucking love you. But anyhow, she's, in my she's research. Got a gift. What's that? I said she's got a gift. Oh, 100%. Um, so anyhow, in my Christmas research, uh, actually, no, you know where this came from was um, I was listening to Alan Cross, The Continuing History of New Music. Amazing podcast. Mm-hmm. And every year yep. around this time, he does kind of the cutting room floor. He does like 60 facts about music in 60 minutes. So I was listening to it and I heard about this and I couldn't believe it. In 1964, what band do you think recorded a jingle for Rice Krispies? In 1960, what was it? Uh... The, ob- the obvious answer would be to go to the Beatles. The Rolling Fucking Stones. Ah! And it, it was- exists on the internet, <sighs> and it is so Rolling Stones. 
So if there's a Rolling Stone a song about jingle. Rice Krispies from 1964. That's 62 or 64, yeah. I got that from Alan Cross and I was like, oh, I'm going to steal it and credit him. Because <laughs> that's, that's brilliant. That's, <laughs> well, isn't that's that great. wild? Yeah. That is wild. The I found Krispies. out that um, in a similar, I don't, this, I don't know if this is similar, but I found out that uh, Brian Johnson from um, uh, ACDC, ACDC, he was in a, yeah, he was in a band before ACDC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw this on the Dave Grohl thing. Yeah, and like it's it's really weird because he's he's like trying to sound like or he's you know he's doing something much more contemporary for his time. So he's he's trying to sound like uh, like Led Zeppelin, and he's pulling it off for the most part. He you know he's got a great range. That's that's what he does. But it's so weird to hear him do something so different. I'll have to know? check that out. Yeah, it's cool. Huh. It's cool. So yeah. yeah. Well, there's our show for you guys. Uh Merry there's Christmas. Our Happy wandering New Year. Show. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Whatever You Celebrate. Yeah, happy uh, holidays, folks. And all happy holidays. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.